Well, hello, I'm Kimberly Brock, and for the last 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. And so now I'm on a mission to help other women just like you do the exact same thing. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, this is Kimberly. It's episode 60, and I am so glad that you're here today. I'm sharing with you some insights when it comes to having a hobby versus a business, because you are going to have to make a decision. Why are you in this? Are you in it with an intent to make money? If you are, it's a business. I just don't want your business turning into a hobby by accident, okay? So today we're going to talk about that. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new, welcome each week. I'm going to provide you with tips and strategies for making money, doing what you love through your very own business, whether you're in the idea stage or you're just starting, you've come to the right place, and I have some free resources for you. So you need to scroll down right now. I've got a 16-step checklist to get your business started. I've got a business purpose guide that helps you really figure out that sweet spot for a type of business that you should start based on your own skills and passions and all that stuff. So if you're new, check that all out. Click the link below. And if you've been here a while, thank you so much. I have so many loyal listeners. Y'all are wonderful. And I just want to say, Thank you all for the reviews and everything you've been doing and all the ratings. It's just, it just means the world to me. You just have no idea. So thank you so much. Okay, on to the episode. Well, hello. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm talking about the difference between a hobby and a business. And today you are going to make a decision to move toward business, hopefully. If not, you can live having a hobby and it's amazing and awesome, but I'm going to explain the difference to you so that you understand and you can make a conscious choice. So there's two main reasons why you need to decide if this is a hobby or a business. And so I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. So the first reason you need to make a decision whether this is a hobby or a business, is because the IRS is going to make one for you. (laughs) So it'd be good if you went ahead and you knew what you were doing. So let me just kind of set the stage here. So the IRS, no matter what, whether you have a hobby or a business, wants a piece of your income. Did you know this? (laughs) That's obviously a joke. You did know this. They take a piece of all of our incomes, right? But even if you just have a hobby, let's say you're painting pictures in your house, you're an artist, and your neighbor comes by and says, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Let me pay you for that. And somehow they pay you and you give them a piece of art. Technically, you're supposed to report that to the IRS, but shh, I'm not going to tell anybody, okay, if you do this. (laughs) So that is an example of a hobby. If you do art out of your home, right? You're not really intending to turn it into a business, but maybe someone buys something from you. Okay, so that's that's a hobby. Here's another example of something that happened here, and it's a perfect example of what a hobby is. So I'm gonna reference it in this episode. So I went to go pick my daughter up who was playing at a friend's house, and I'm friends with the mom also. So I went over to her house, went to pick her up. She let me in the house. And the smell of the candles that she had burning was so amazing. They kind of reminded me of those volcano candles. I don't know if you've ever seen them in the blue, big blue glass containers. I've seen them in anthropology and everywhere. I'm obsessed with them. I love them. So it kind of had a similar scent. And I'm said, whatever you're burning is awesome. What is that? And she said, well, actually, I just started making my own candles. 
because of COVID, I've had more time and it's something that I always wanted to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are wonderful. And so she walks me over to her little area over in her dining room and bar area. And there was so much stuff out of all the candle making paraphernalia that she had all these beautiful containers and she had some oil. She had all sorts of stuff. I don't even know what I was looking at, but it was all the stuff that she had to make her candles. And of course, what comes to my mind, I'm like, you should sell these. You should start a business. And she looked at me like I had just told her to go run 100 miles. She was like, I am not starting a business. My husband said that too. She's like, I'm not starting a business. And I said, well, this could be a good business because these are beautiful. Every container was different and unique and she had different sizes. I said, where did you get these containers? She said, oh, I got them at Home Goods and Target and all these places. So she was filling these beautiful containers. And I said, they are awesome. Well, if you ever are selling them, I would love to buy some from you. And she goes, oh, I'll just give you some. And I said, no, I have to pay you for these. And she was like, no, really? Just take some. She And then she literally had like 40 or 50 out all over. Like all, she must have went on like a craze during COVID and was just pouring a million candles. So she gave me the candles. I took them home. I have them. I burned them in my house. They are wonderful. Oh, what an amazing candle can do to your home and your mood, right? I love candles. So anyways, the point of this story is that she had a hobby. She has a hobby. She still has it. She's still candle making. She has no intention of starting a business. None. Doesn't want to make any money off of it. Has not saved one receipt from anything that she's purchased and has no inclination to make a business out of it. This is her hobby. Okay. So that's a perfect example of a hobby of someone who is not doing any due diligence to make it a business. Okay. The fact is the IRS wants a piece of your income. So technically, again, if you take any money from just something that's a hobby, you're supposed to report it. And if you have a business that you are claiming as a business, you have to report your income, obviously, right? Well, here's the difference in the IRS's eyes. Is that right? In the IRS's eyes is that if you have a hobby, from what I understand, and I'm no tax accountant, I'm no professional CPA, so always talk to yours, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt, but I am reading off the IRS website right now, which I will post the link below so you can click over to it. So make sure you click over. I'll have that there for you. But the IRS says, if you are a hobby, you need to report your income and then whatever expenses that you have. So let's take my friend, let's try and envision this with the candles. Let's say she let her neighbors pay her and she made $350 or something. Okay, let's just say that. But she had like $1,000 worth of expenses. Okay, the IRS says you can only deduct expenses up to the revenue that you made. So she would only, she'd claim $350 in income, but she would be able to expense only $350. So only up to, from what I understand from IRS website. Okay, if you are a business, the IRS allows you to, put as many, you know, deduct any allowable expenses and they have all types of expenses. Okay. And so you are allowed to do that beyond, beyond what you made. And in addition to that, like if you have a startup in the beginning, like when I started this business, just so you know, it, will, it wasn't even a business yet. I was just like starting the podcast and I was kind of getting my feet wet, trying to figure out what I was going to turn this into. And all those expenses with my podcast and everything were deductible because I had an intent to start a business. I had, you know, started putting a plan together. I had this whole intention. So she, my CPA, she was categorizing it as startup costs, even though there was no income, right? So you can deduct that and that co comes off your, your taxes. So you save money, right? So that's, that's the stage. So that's there. So I think 
the IRS, if they see that you're not making a profit every year, let's just say, like my friend, every year she had 350 income, 350 expenses, they would be like, you're not a business, you're for sure a hobby. And so they would always keep her a hobby. But if she kept saying, well, I'm actually a business, and they would say, well, show me proof that this is actually a business and not a hobby, here's the criteria. So I'm going to read you off these nine things from the IRS website, just so you can get this in your head, what they deem as a business. So here's the nine things. Number one, whether you carry on the activity in a business-like manner and maintain complete and accurate books and records. So are you keeping track with books and records? My friend with the candles, she isn't keeping track of anything. I doubt she has a receipt. I know she has no idea how much she spent. She just smiles and signs on her credit card and doesn't even worry about it. Okay, she's a perfect example of a hobby, right? But again, technically, she's supposed to be reporting any income she gets, but I guarantee she's not letting anyone pay her at all. So she doesn't even have to report anything. She just gets to make everyone happy with her awesome candles. Okay, so are you keeping record of everything? You're keeping track of your expenses. Like I've shared before, I use QuickBooks Online. Love that. I, you know, import in all my credit card expenses each month because I put every expense on a credit card so I can easily track it and all that. So here's the second thing, whether the time and effort you put into the activity indicates you intend to make it profitable. So if you can show that you intend to make it profitable, you could argue, even though I'm not making any money, I'm not a hobby, I am actually a business because here's my plan. This is what I'm intending to do. And they would be like, okay, Here's the third one, whether you depend on income from the activity for your livelihood. So they would look at it and go, is she doing this really because she's got to make money for her family or is it more just the side thing? And then they'd be kind of iffy on it if you weren't making money, if this was a hobby or a business. Okay. Fourth thing, whether your losses are due to circumstances beyond your control or are normal in the startup phase of your type of business. So if your losses, let's say the first year, you ended up having losses because you started, let's just say you started a restaurant right at the beginning of 2020, COVID hits, you make no money and you lose so much money, they would classify that as a business, number one, because you were in the startup phase, but number two, because something happened out of your control that that caused you to lose money, okay? Fifth thing, Whether you change your methods of operation in an attempt to improve profitability. So like if the restaurant said, I know I lost money, but here's COVID, they would already be like, okay, you're fine. I know you're a business. But let's say COVID didn't happen and they said it was just startup costs and they said, we are actually going to be adding delivery or we're going to have a food truck now offering our, our food, right? That would be you showing an intent to try to pivot and make this work so that you could make money, right? Okay, here's another one whether you or your advisors have the knowledge needed to carry on the activity as a successful business. So they would just look at, do you really have the wherewithal? Do you do you have the know-how to know about business? Like my friend that has a hobby, she didn't know anything about business. She, she didn't care. She didn't care. She's not trying to make it a business, right? That's a hobby. But you care. If you're listening to this, my guess is you have an intent to make money or you wouldn't be putting so much time. I can tell you right now, she is not listening to a business podcast. She's not. She even knows I have a podcast, which is hilarious. And my friends are always so sweet. They're like, I need to listen to your podcast. I'm like, are you starting a business? Do you have a business idea? And they're like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, then you don't need to listen to my podcast. (laughs) Let's just just be for real about this. You You are so sweet for offering to listen to my podcast. But why? Don't waste your time. Go listen to some true crime or whatever. And if you're you have a hobby for candles, maybe you could find a podcast on how to have a hobby as a candle maker right? Okay. Next one. 
whether you were successful in making a profit in similar activities in the past. So like if she, if my friend with the hobby of the candles, if they had said, well, you used to have a small business making crafts or something and you were very successful, they would be like, hmm, your candle business may actually be a business that you're disguising. I'm talking from the IRS standpoint because this is their criteria, right? But if you have been successful in the past, like I have, and let's just say I was losing money every year on this business, they would look at it and go, no, I think she is a legit business. She knows how to run businesses that are profitable. And so I'm sure she has a plan. So, right, they would they would luckily, hopefully, qualify me as a business so that I could expense all my expenses and write off my losses, right? So I'm not saying I have losses. I'm just saying that was an example, right? (laughs) Okay. Whether the activity makes a profit in some years and how much profit it makes. So maybe you've had a business for four or five years and all of a sudden you get it audited because you've had a loss the last three years, but maybe year one, you had a big profit. So they would kind of look at it and determine whether those years of not making profit were normal or not, they would assess it that way and just kind of look at it. And the last one is whether you can expect to make a future profit from the appreciation of the assets used in the activity. So maybe there's something that you're making. Maybe you make candles and it's taken you six months to make the candles. You haven't been able to sell them and you claim all this loss and they're like, well, is this a hobby or a business? You're like, it took me six months to make 800 candles. So now these are an asset because I'm going to be able to sell them for $25 a pop or whatever, right? Because that's now become an asset. So those are the nine things that the IRS is looking at. Again, I'll put a link below so you can look at it for yourself and read about it. But they want to figure out if you are losing money, are you a hobby or a business? Because they don't want you claiming all these expenses and writing them off if it's really just a hobby. Okay, that's why they're doing it. So that's the whole first reason why you need to decide on your intent with this activity. Is this a hobby or is this a business? That's the first reason because the IRS wants to know and they want a piece of your income, okay? It's the first thing. The second reason why you need to decide right now, is this a hobby or a business, is for your own well-being. For your own well-being. And you're like, huh, what? No, it's true. Are you in this to win this? We hear that all the time, right? Are you in this? to make money? Are you just in this like my friend down the street with the candles? Is that what you're doing? You're just doing this for fun? Are you doing this so that you can do this full time, so that you can supplement your income, so that you can pay for a vacation each year with your family? You know the type of person I am if you have been listening to this podcast. I am not the one that's going to teach you how to fly, how to make so much money that you can fly on private jets so that you can make, you know, $10 million so that you can live on the beach for the rest of your life. I'm just telling you now, that's not my whole premise. The reason I'm here to help you is because I know there's a lot of people who were like me who felt a calling to do more with their life. They felt something within them, a fire within that was yearning to do something really cool and special and make a difference in this world and take their God-given gifts and use those in an impactful way and make money while doing it. That's the premise of everything I do. Okay, so just so you know that if you are trying to make $20 million with your business, you are probably on the wrong podcast. I'm here to help you make money. Don't doubt me for one second. I want you to make money because that's how I know that your business is going successfully and that you're growing and that you're actually impacting others' lives like you had planned. 
and that what you knew that you had inside you is actually something viable and worthy in this world as a business. Okay, so for your own well-being, you make an intent today that I need to make money with this, not at all costs, not in a slimy, sleazy, annoying way, which I talked about on the last podcast about your energy. I'll put a link below if you haven't listened to last week's. Okay, it's not about that energy. It's just about an intent and setting out a plan for what you're going to do with this business and keeping your head up when things go wrong or when things don't work, or when you're not making the money that you needed to be making, and you learn how to be resilient. You learn how to hold your head up in the name of what you know you've been given by God to move forward with in this life so that you can make money, whether this is just a side little business that you're doing or full-time. I'll tell you now, I have plenty of clients who have told me to my face on Zoom, and (laughs) I've worked people even over the phone, I don't need to, they've said, I don't need to make a ton of money. And I've told y'all that from the beginning. Some of you out there only want to make $500 a month or a thousand a month, or maybe 5,000 a month, or maybe 10,000 a month, whatever it is that you're trying to make. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. Stand in that power, whatever it is. If it's $500 a month, I remember being so excited. I'll never forget in my husband's office telling him when I had two toddlers at home, I cannot believe this. If I could make $500 a month, I will be so excited. I was thinking, you know, I could maybe get a pair of jeans that I wanted each month or, you know, and then I'll get to save it. Little did I know how successful my businesses were going to end up being. Okay. I had no idea. It's the same for you, but you have to be there with the intent in the plan to go forward. Okay. First of all, You've got to make sure your business idea before you start it is actually a good one. Number two, you've got to create the whole foundation for your business. You can call it a business plan. You can call it, I call it a blueprint sometimes. You've got to have a whole foundation that is the basis for everything you do here and on. It decides your ideal kind of client, all your marketing foundation, all your branding foundation, like everything that you're going to use for everything to come in all your words, on your website, all your messaging, everything you say, everything you do. It's going to determine what your graphics look like, right? I'm not a graphics person. I'm not helping you with graphics. I'm helping you with all the meaning behind it so that you can pick the right colors and graphics to fit that, right? That's what that foundation is. Another thing you need to do is create a visibility plan. How are you going to become visible? This is the number one problem I have with new business owners. They look at me and say, how do I get visible? What do I do? And we have to come up with a plan. That's what we do, okay? We look at your business specifically, not just any type of business like yours, your specifically, your lifestyle, what you're bringing to the table, what your skills are, how much time you have, what city you live in, what your pricing, are you doing it online or are you doing it in a store? It all depends on your specific business. If you need personal help, you know I'm here, right? I do power hour sessions. I don't lock you in to 12 weeks of any coaching sessions, nothing like that. I'm here to just help you as quickly as I can to get you moving in the right direction. If you need to book another session later, it's all good. Most of my clients, it's about two sessions, right? Some of them in one, we're done. A lot of them, it's two because we we come up with a plan and then we come back and regroup on the second session. So I'll just be honest with you, it's usually about two. But it depends on what stage you're in. 
Just it depends what you're doing, right? If you only need one, go for it. I just want you to know that I'm here. If you feel uncomfortable using me, it's all good. I'm not offended at all. Find a mentor in your life. Find someone that you know. My whole goal here is to help guide you so that you can build a successful business so you can make the money you need, have the freedom that you desire, and make the impact that I know that you're meant to be making. So use the mentors in your life or fellow business owners. Also, you know I have the academy to help you validate your business idea. Create the whole foundations for your business that you're going to use for everything to come and create your visibility plan so that you can get moving on that. And then you can ask me questions inside that portal anytime. So the Academy is a less expensive option. It's not as personal with me, but it is there. And you can watch me on the videos and you can contact me on the private portal and I will answer any of your questions. So just know, Help is here to do those things to set you up for success because you have an intent to make money, right? This is a business and probably not going to be a hobby. I don't think you're here to be, have a hobby. You're, and I don't want you to end up having a hobby by accident, meaning you go into this as a business and it doesn't succeed and it turns into a hobby. When you could have made this a business, there are ways to do it. It doesn't have to take up your whole life. It doesn't have to be so stressful. There's ways that you can simplify things. So I just wanted to tell you that I'm so happy for you that you are moving forward with what you feel like is like your calling. Some of you say that. It's your your creative outlet. Some of you say that, that you want to create something special. I'm just so happy that you're taking the steps. You are the ones taking the initiative. There are so many women that won't even get to this point right here where you are to even start accepting the information and making some baby steps. So I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you're here. Are you in my Facebook group? If you're not in my Facebook group, you need to get in there right now. I have so many ma- amazing women, y'all. They're awesome. And in all kinds of stages of business, from idea stage to just starting to even being in business a while. So make sure you get in there. I'm in there weekly and I would love to correspond with you and hear about your new business. So when you come into the group, you have a chance to share with me and everyone in the group about you and your business. We'd love to hear about it. So, so excited for you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye now. Now, this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here. Head on over to KimberlyBrock.com. And yes, you can get more valuable information for your journey. And you know what? You don't need to go through this alone. I would love to help you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.